listening to a podcast by Real Church and Pastor Noah Fritchie in Murfreesboro, Illinois. I want to thank you for joining us today, and I hope this message inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy, and God bless. So we're going to jump into the message today. Got all kinds of fun stuff up here, as you can see. We're going to use it today. And no, I'm not going to cut down this tree, but I am going to give you, yeah, some of you, no. And so (laughs) I just wanted to just ease your mind so you could just focus on the message. And so uh, the no tree was harmed in the making of this message. So. So here we go. We, we, we kicked off this series last week, if you were with us, and uh, I, I, I kicked it off by telling you about some of the most physical pain that I've ever have, uh, that I've ever experienced in my life. And so I wanted to tell you one more story um, about some physical pain that I've had, and it's a little bit of a cliffhanging story, so I'm going to give you that, uh, give that to you. But, uh, you know, when, when I was young, I say when I was young, just honestly, about 10 years ago or so, uh, one of the things, if you know me, you've probably heard me say this before from up here, is the fact that I really don't like the dentist. Anybody else just like, you're just fearful, like, you just like need the laughing gas. Like, I need to, I need to calm down. I really don't like the dentist. And well, when I was in high school, uh, just like probably every other high schooler, you go to the dentist and you're told that it's time to take those wisdom teeth out. You know what I'm talking about? I, and I, it was time for me to take my wisdom teeth out and I was not happy about it, everybody. And uh, so the doctor was giving me options, you know, here's, here's A, B, C, and D, Here, here's what you can do. Uh, and, and I was just, I, I, I'm scared to death of the dentist, and then they're telling me that I'm, I can be put to sleep, and they're going to do this, and then when I wake up, I'm going to say funny stuff, you know, all this. You all, some, some of y'all got some videos of some people, you're nasty. <laughs> Don't be doing that to people. Uh, <laughs> But that's the truth. I mean, so I I was worried about, I'm like, what in the world am I going to say when I wake up and all this difference? I'm just, I'm super, super nervous. I just, I get really, I I have teeth anxiety, I I guess. And uh, and so that's that's one of the issues that I have. But the the doctor gave me uh, two options. Option one. He said, "You know what? If you if you do it now, if you do it if you do it while you're young, yeah, it's going to hurt. But if you wait." Till option two, it's going to hurt even more. Like if you just, if you keep putting this off, you can't avoid the pain. You can avoid having the pain now, but you're still going to have that pain later on in life. And you're going to have some issues later if you don't get these teeth taken out right away. And so I had a choice. Do I choose the pain now or do I put it off till later? You know, do I, do I, do I embrace the pain now? Or do I put it off later? Y'all want to know what I decided? I want to tell you at the end of the story. At the end of the message, everybody. End of the message, you'll find out. And so we'll, we will, you'll, you'll see what happens here. But I, I, I just want to, I want to tell you that story because honestly, that's what we're talking about today. The fact that some of us have the opportunity to embrace pain today so we don't have to embrace it in the future. So I'm going to show you that. I'm going to give you a principle with this tree and all the stuff behind me. But I want to show you what that's like. And not only that, but if you were with us last week, I also want to acknowledge that most of us not only have some type of physical pain in our life, but some of the worst, it, like we don't only have broken bones or, or pulled muscles or what, whatever, 
But some of the worst pains in our life is much deeper than physical pain. A lot of us suffer from some type of an emotional pain. We have emotional pain from scars of the past. Some of us, the worst pain in our life is just marital pain, where our marriage is suffering and we just feel like that, that's the pain that we deal with every day. Some of it is just the strained relationship that we have with our family. And that's the, that's the pain that we face. Some of it, it's just every day you wake up into this financial pain. Feel like you're not going to be able to make it. There's all kinds of different pain. And I just want to acknowledge that some of you are in pain right now. But what we're doing in this series is we're learning, if you were with us last week, we're learning how to reframe our pain. We're learning how to look at our pain through a different lens where God can really begin to use our pain for his great purpose. And so last week, we simply talked about how pain is required to grow. That anytime you grow in life, most of the time, it has some type of pain attached to it. In fact, I showed you this great formula. Uh, I believe this is from Samuel Chan, who gives us this formula that growth equals change. And so, so anytime you want to grow, something changes in your life. And then when something changes, oftentimes that means you're losing something in your life. Change equals loss. Therefore, And then when you lose something, it is painful. Therefore, we said... That with this whole formula, that growth has to equal pain. Oftentimes, we can't grow without embracing the pain. And the, and the real question and decision that we have to make in our life is that you can either fight that pain your entire life, or you can just begin to learn to embrace it. And that's what we talked about last week. We're learning to embrace it. And honestly, if you missed it, the big idea last week was simply this, is that our growth will be dictated by our ability to push through pain. And so understand as we get into this message that pain is unavoidable. You're going to go through some pain. But you have the opportunity to grow in the middle of it. And so that's what I want to show you uh, today. Today, I really want to take this conversation just a level deeper than last week. In fact, that's what we're doing every week. Every week, I'm just going to kind of build on this. And so this is a great series to just keep coming back and get, get a little bit more because I'm building on each week. And so we're going to build off of last week a little bit. And today, I want, I'm going to show you that our growth requires something called pruning, that in order to grow... You're going to have to have some pruning in your life. Now, pruning, I'm going to give you my definition first. This is how I see pruning. Pruning is this. Is pruning is cutting back what's keeping you back. Think about that for a minute. Cutting back what's keeping you back. You see, there's times in our lives where we need to prune some things. There's times in our lives where we need to cut some things out of our lives if we want to grow. And so, in fact, the whole summary of this message, if you fall asleep through the rest of the message, here's the summary. It's simply this, is that growing requires pruning. Now, this can be tough because if we're honest, and I asked you last week, how many of you want to grow? All of us want to grow, right? All of us want to grow. But if I said, how many of you want to be pruned? Not so many of us. Not so many of us want to cut that stuff out of our life. No, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I want to be pruned. Yet, growing requires pruning. And I want to show you this principle. This is not a principle that I just 
came up with this week in the office, like, hey, this would be something, a fun illustration. No, this is a principle from Jesus that uh, he gives us this example in scripture in John chapter 15. So if you've got your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn to John chapter 15. We're going to digest this story. But John chapter 15, it, just to give you a little bit of context, this is where Jesus is quite honestly at the tail end of his life. Jesus is at the end of his ministry, and now instead of doing more public ministry, he's doing more private ministry. He's teaching his disciples essentially how to grow even while he's gone from this earth. And so he's trying to give his disciples a battle plan, like, guys, I'm not going to be here for much longer, so let me give you some principles to live by. Let me show you how you can still grow on this earth while I'm gone. And I think Jesus talks about this pruning in a very clear way. And I, wanna, I want you to hear this, and I want you to see this scripture, and I really think God can speak into your life through the words of Jesus today. Look at John 15, verse 1. It says this. It says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus talking. Jesus says, I am the vine, and my Father is the gardener. And so you say, well, if Jesus is the vine, he's painting a picture here, if Jesus is the vine and the Father is the gardener, what does that make us? I want to skip to verse 5 for a minute to show you. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. So Jesus is the vine, God's the gardener, and we are the branches. Look at what he says. He says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, which is what we want in our lives, right? We want to bear much fruit. But he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. I love that Jesus is always giving us visuals on how we can begin to see some spiritual principles in our life and, and in the lives around us. I love that Jesus gives us a gardening example. I love that he gives us an example from nature. Because basically... What Jesus was saying here is, in, in fact, I brought a simple plant with me this morning. I brought us this actually a little peach tree that I picked up from Rural King at 8.55 last night. And so, <laughs> I was looking for a tomato plant. Uh, I, somebody told me that there was a tomato plant at Rural King, and there was no tomato plants at Rural King. And so I brought you a peach tree. And so I don't know all that much about peach trees. One day it's going to bear a peach, everybody. <laughs> but, but I do know a little bit about gardening. And uh, my grandpa used to have a huge garden here in, uh, at, at his house. And he would have all these, he used to have rows and rows of giant tomato plants. I mean, that was, that was his thing. Every summer he had this huge garden. And I love being able to, I've spent a lot of time with grandma and grandpa, and I love being able to go out, and I didn't even like tomatoes, but I love to pick them and be a part of the gardening aspect of things. And, and so to illustrate this today, I, I want to I teach you a little bit of a principle about gardening, because what Jesus is telling us is essentially, it doesn't matter whether it's a tomato plant or a peach tree or what, what kind of plant or tree it is. Jesus is essentially telling us that anything that produces fruit there's a vine that comes from the ground. So there's the stem that comes from the ground. And there's always branches growing off the vine. And in order for the branches to produce fruit, they have to stay connected to the vine. Now, if I cut off every branch of this tree, how many peaches do you think I'm going to get? Absolutely none, right? Because the branches obviously have to stay connected to the vine. And if they don't stay connected to the vine, they won't produce any fruit. 
And I'm here to tell you that this is the same, the same principle is true in your life as well. Like, let me say it like this. If you want fruit in your marriage, if you want fruit in your business, if you want fruit in your emotional health, if you, if you want fruit in any area of your life, you have to stay connected to the vine, which is Jesus. So if you want fruit, if you're seeking fruit in whatever area of life you're in, you have to stay connected to Jesus. Because apart from Jesus, you have no fruit. You're not going to have any fruit in your life. And some of us in this room today know that all too well. We've experienced that. We've lived it. That when we've lived, we, we have lived our lives apart from Jesus, and we have experienced no fruit. We can't find any fruit in our life. But Jesus also says something that is a bit harder to grasp. He says, like, we all know that we need to stay connected to Jesus if we want fruit. But then Jesus says something that is just a little bit harder to grasp. And I skipped over it the first time. Let's go back. We're in verse 5. Let's go back to verse 2 and take a look at what Jesus says. Jesus says, remember, I am the vine, you're the branch, and the, my father is the gardener. And this verse goes on to say that he's talking about his father who is the gardener. He says, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he... And I, I want, you to, want you to think about this idea for just a minute. What it says here, what the next verse says, it says, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. He prunes. Remember, cutting off those things in your life. And my thought here is this, is that Jesus, I, I, I've never really understood this pruning aspect of the tree. I, I've never really understood that because my thought is, well, God, if it's producing some fruit, why don't you just leave it alone? Like, if it's, if it's doing its job, why don't you leave it alone? Why don't you just cheer it on and say, yay, you know, like, like keep producing fruit. No, he says, every branch that does bear fruit, he still needs to prune it. Why? This verse goes on to say, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And I'm here to tell you today that sometimes growing requires pruning. And I'm telling you that our father, the gardener, he says that even if it's producing fruit, even some of the good things in your life, even if it's producing fruit, sometimes he still has to prune it because every single branch must be pruned. Every single life must be pruned if you want to keep growing. In fact, let me give you the definition for pruning. Take a look at this. To prune is to cut back a plant for it to grow healthier or to produce more fruit. And I'm just telling you that maybe, sir, there's some things in your life, and I know that there's some things in my life, that God knows that if I keep that in my life, I can't grow anymore. And sometimes, even the healthy things, he has to prune in my life over time. And so today... I want to show you, in fact, if you're taking notes, I'm just going to give you, sorry, I'm going to give you three principles of pruning. Three principles of pruning. And I really think that if you would embrace these three things, we're going to learn about pruning today. If you would just embrace these three principles, 
I think when something gets cut out of your life, you, you, you can begin to really, really just push into God. You can really begin to understand what he's doing. He's wanting to grow you. And so let's take a look at the first principle of pruning. Number one, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. It's this, is that pruning isn't punishment. A lot of people think that when God cuts something out of their life, it can be, it, obviously it can be painful, but a lot of people think that pruning is punishment. Now, pruning isn't punishment. Now, you know, there's so many times I, th- that in my life, there's so many times in my life that I can think, well, God, why are you doing this? God, why are you punishing me is kind of what I think. Like, God, why would you punish me in that way? Especially when God takes something that I thought looks good out of my life. I'm like, God, why, it, it, why would you cut that out of my life? God, why are you punishing me? And I'm here to tell you today that that is the wrong answer. That's the wrong question to ask. In fact, I was thinking of some examples this week of what pruning looks like. I was thinking of this principle. In fact, uh, there's I, a couple of years back, I remember seeing uh, these people, they were, they were pruning their trees. They were, and it didn't make a lot of sense to me. I didn't, I didn't understand the principle of pruning. When, they, when these, this tree service came out, they pruned their trees. And their trees literally looked like a twig, everybody. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you see somebody prune their trees, it's like, they just killed that big, beautiful tree. I was so mad about it because I'm like, this was a big, these were big, beautiful trees. They were awesome trees. And this tree service came out and really screwed them up. You know, that's just really what I felt like. I'm like, they really messed this up. And I was so mad about it. It wasn't even my trees, you know? Like, like I thought, why would they mess these trees up? And I was talking to somebody about it. They said, they said you know what? Trust me, in a couple weeks, and a couple months, that tree is going to grow back. And not only will it grow back, but it'll be better than ever. And I didn't understand that for a little bit, but I trusted them. And in a couple weeks, a couple months, the tree came back and it was stronger and it was better than ever. But when I saw it, I was like, man, they destroyed that. They may as well have just cut down that tree. But they actually gave that tree exactly what it needed. They gave it a trimming. They gave it a time of pruning. I tell you that story because I just want to ask, have you ever been there in life? Has there ever been a time in your life where something got trimmed out of your life and you were just mad about it? Like it didn't make any sense to you. When you looked from the outside, you looked and you were like, I'm just bare. Like, like why, would, why would they do this to me? Or why would they do this to them? I wonder if there was a time in your life where that's happened to you. But now you can look back and you can say, you know what? That's exactly what needed to happen to me. Like I needed that pruning. I needed that pruning to go on and to live a better life. You see, when we trim a tree... One of the things that they, the tree trimmers do first is they always start with the dead wood first. Anything that's dead on the tree, try to, try to get all the dead pieces out. Why? Well, here's the deal. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't really know this until this week. It makes sense, but I just didn't know this. That when there's a dead limb or something, attached, something dead attached to the tree, that that tree is still trying to feed that dead piece of wood. It's still trying to feed 
that piece of wood. Therefore, it's taking vital nutrients away from the branches that actually need those nutrients because it's trying to save the dead thing in its life. And so I'm just going to ask you this morning, do you have any dead wood in your life? Is there a branch in your life that is, you know it's too far gone, but you're still sending vital nutrients to it? You're still trying to save it. Is there something in your life that you need to trim in your life? Look at what Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says. It says this. It says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. I'm just asking you, is there a weight? Is there a piece of dead wood in your life that is slowing you down? I just wonder... Even if in this season that we've, we've all kind of went through as, a, as an entire world, I, I wonder if in this season, God has revealed some dead wood in your life, some dead pieces, some dead relationships in your life. I wonder if he's revealed anything to you that really just needs to go. And some of you, maybe some of you, you're in, you're in here, you're thinking, yeah, it's my kids. You know, like, like I, need to, I need to cut the, time to cut, the, that's not what I'm talking about, not not talking about those, those things. I'm talking about some, some real dead wood in your life. Like what's something that needs to go? For some of us, it's anger. It's that anger at everybody around us. Like we just, we just go in a store. We can't stand everybody. Like they didn't do anything to us. We just don't like them already. You know, like it. some of us, it's a grudge that we're holding against some, it, it, we're, we're trying, we're still trying to feed it, you know, we're, we're, we're spending our vital nutrients on it, but it's, it's a grudge that is dead in our life, and you're realizing it needs to go, and you're realizing that it's actually sucking you dry, it's pulling all the nutrients away from the people that need it the most. Can I tell you that when you have something dead in your life that you could try to continue and keep feeding it pulls the nutrients away from the people in your life that need it the most, like your family, like your friends that actually matter, <laughs> like your, your, your kids, your, those relationships. And some of you, maybe it's not anger, maybe, maybe it, it, it's not a grudge that you're holding. Some of you, maybe you're holding on to this dream that you've always had. And it's far gone <laughs> at this point. Like maybe, maybe it's a dream that you, you've dreamt for so long that you should be in a different place, that you should own a different house, that you should have the different car. Or I, I don't know what it is for you, but you thought that if you were going to be 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, you thought you would be here by now. And you're holding on to that dream and you're trying to feed that dream and it's just taking away vital nutrients that you need to put into your family, that you need to put into the other places in your life, but you're, you're still holding on to that thing. And I'm just wondering, is there something dead that you're holding on to? Maybe you've put so much energy into maybe like a dream like that. Maybe you've put so much energy into that dream that you, you've taken away all the things that God wanted to do in your life because you had your vision for your life. And you were pursuing after your own things. And because of that, because you put so much energy into that, you've never allowed God to use you in a different way. Just asking you this morning, do you have any dead wood in your life? Listen, I think we all have it. I've got some things in my life that just needs to be cut off. But listen, this verse isn't just about cutting off the things that are dead. I want you to look again at what God prunes. Look at what God prunes in John 15 verse 2 again. 
excuse me, take a look at this. Every branch that does bear fruit, he still prunes it so that it'll be even more fruitful. And so here's what I want you to understand. Here's principle number two of pruning. It's this is that pruning isn't just about removing the bad. It's also about removing the good that's keeping you from what's best. Oh, come on, somebody. This is, this is good stuff. This is difficult stuff. But I'm telling you, you want to be a disciple of Jesus. You want to live your best Christian life. Sometimes it requires you removing some of the good things that you have. The things that there's nothing wrong with them. They're good things. But those good things are keeping you back from the best things in your life. Now, can I tell you that this is hard for me? (laughs) This is very, very hard for me. Now, something that's dead, I'm just like, go ahead and cut it off. You know, (laughs) let's just get, get that over with. But something that's good, something that has some value in my life, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, like, you can't prune that thing. Like, it, it, it's working for me right now. It's good. Might not be great, but it's good. Yet, Scripture says that even the healthy things have to be pruned so it can produce more fruit. Can I just ask you, like, isn't that so true? Like, isn't it true that the good things, that the good things in our life often hold us back from the great things that we can experience. Like some good things in our life often keep us from the great things that God wants for us. Can I tell you that God wants the absolute best for your life? He wants you to have the most fruitful life that you could ever imagine. But to be fruitful, even some of the best branches have to be pruned. Now we have a great example of that in nature. I don't know how many of you, if you've ever grown tomato plants, I think they're most popular on that, but any really type of fruiting uh, tree or plant, how many of you have ever heard of something called a sucker branch? You ever heard of a sucker branch? Yeah. yeah. Some of you gardeners, you've heard of a sucker branch. Do you know that in most plants and trees that produce fruit, there's something called a sucker branch or a shoot that, that comes out? And if you've ever grown tomatoes, you've really learned this because uh, I, I remember me and Emily tried to grow some tomatoes a couple of years ago. It was a disaster, everybody. So that was first and last time. Uh, <laughs> however, we learned that there, it, I'm like, I'd water it, fertilize it, look at it. You know, you know, I, 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 you know, I tried to try to really take care of it. And, and, it, and, and it actually, it, it grew really big. But there was still very little fruit from it. Like it was a huge plant, just little fruit. And I later learned why. It's because there's this thing called the sucker branch. And I actually want to show you a picture of what it is today. This is a tomato vine. This is the main vine here. And then this is the branch. But then in between the tomato vine and the branch, there's this thing, this shoot that pops out called a sucker branch. And what happens is right where the branch meets the vine, that sucker starts growing. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's a whole new growth to the plant. But what the sucker branch does is over time, it takes all the vital nutrients from the branch in order to grow its fruit. It takes the nutrients away from that branch. It's splitting those nutrients up. That's why you can have, like I had, a massive and huge tomato plant. 
and it's still not produce a lot of fruit because you've got some sucker branches in between. And I just think this, this plant actually has some sucker branches on it. I'm going to show you that in just a minute. But I just think that this whole idea in nature is really an amazing concept. Because if we're honest, our lives can be the same. Like, let me say it like this. Your life can be so big right now. Like, like you, can have, you can make more money than ever. You can have the biggest house you've ever had. Like, you can, you can take better vacations. You could, get, uh, you could get upgraded at your job or some type of promotion. Like, your life can be the best it's ever been, and you're still not seeing any fruit. So often that happens, and you ask, why? Why? I'm, I'm, I'm the farthest ahead that I've ever been. Why am I not seeing any fruit? It's because you've got some sucker branches in your life. There's these sucker branches that are literally sucking everything, every vital nutrient that you need to grow some fruit, it's taking those nutrients and using it, and it's sucking those things that you need in your life. In fact, I, 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 I would love to show you, there is a sucker branch on this first, forget where I found it, actually on this first one right here. There, there's, there's sucker branches all over this plant. In fact, the back of this plant had a bunch of sucker branches, and that's why it's dead. <laughs> there's, there's several dead areas on the back. So you're seeing the pretty side of this tree, everybody. And so there's some sucker branches. So what, what do you have to do with a sucker branch? Well, you have to prune it, right? So got my little pruning shears here. And now let me just ask you this. It, 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 it's easy to trim off a sucker branch at this point when the tree's this size, right? very easy. I take it, there's one back here, take it, and I clip it off. Super simple. Also, these are nice things. I just bought these last night too, so I'm taking these home. <laughs> but it's, it's very easy to cut off a sucker branch in your life when it's, when you're, it's at this size. It's a principle of nature. But what would happen when it grows? We're going to take a look at that in just a minute. But before we do, let me just ask you this. What would be a sucker branch in your life? If we're honest, something that's not bad, it's good. It's just not great. What is that sucker branch in your life? I would say for a lot of people in this day and age, a sucker branch is social media. Constantly on social media. It's not bad. It's not hurting you. But it's a sucker branch in your life. It's taking away time for me, it's TV. It's what a, it's the the thousands of 9/11 programs that I watched yesterday. You know, like it, it it's taken away a lot of time in my life. It's con- for some of the things that you you've got Netflix or whatever, and it, it's just consumed. Like some of you, you are very consumed with the news. News is not necessarily bad. It's information. However, it is taking away this time in your life. Some of you, I'm going to get up in your business just a little bit. Some of you, I think a big sucker branch in this day and age, and I think we really found this out with the whole coronavirus thing. A big sucker branch that I think really happens today is youth sports. Just being honest. That I think that youth sports oftentimes, especially when you have multiple kids, keeps your family very disconnected. I've seen so much tension between family members just over sporting events. And you can't, you can't keep your family together. 
And I'm telling you, youth sports, they're not bad. They can be great. They can be fantastic. They can be awesome. But I'm telling you that I've seen some people be involved in some club sports that they're running in so many different directions and they're gone so many nights of the week. And they're, not only that, but then they're, they're missing church on, on Sunday. They're just, they're all over the place. I mean, just think about it. Like you're literally, when, when you're running around like that, you're literally doing something that is taking you away from the vine that is Jesus. Like it, it's literally happening. That is a sucker branch. And you know how painful it is to trim those things back because they're not bad. They're not bad things, but they just come to a point to where it's taking all the energy away from what's best in your life. I'm telling you, just for me, honestly, it is television. It's the things I I watch on Netflix. I'm one of those binge watching type of guys that I I get into a show and then I got to watch all six seasons like in the next day. You know, I just that like I it's really easy. It's a sucker branch for me. It's a sucker branch that also this this job, my work can be a sucker branch for me. Like I have to I I spend time in the office on purpose because when I'm done at five o'clock, Oftentimes, it's hard for me to go home and be done at five o'clock. Oftentimes, I'm opening the laptop, typing on the couch, doing my things. Like, it can be a sucker branch in my life. There's sucker branches all over the place. And what you have to do with the sucker branch is you have to begin to trim it early. Because when you trim it early, if you don't trim it early, it gets bigger and bigger. And that leads us to finally principle number three is this, is that the longer you wait to trim, the bigger the cuts will be in the future. The longer you wait to trim, the harder and the more painful it is going to be to make those cuts in the future. Listen, if you don't trim something that over time needs trimmed, over time, you're not just going to be able to use these small shears. It's not going to happen. In fact, think about, think about this tree. If you don't use the small ones, all of a sudden, some of you, including myself in my yard, I've got some trees that need some of these, everybody. You know, they, they, they need some bigger, they, some bigger force behind them, you know. Because I, 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 I didn't take care of them when they were young. And so some of you, you've got some things in your life that you can't just use the little scissors for anymore. But you, it, it's going to be painful, But I want to encourage you today that no matter how painful it is, some of you still need to use these things because it can still get worse. All of a sudden, you've got to get these big shears out. And now things are a lot more painful. And then if you wait too long, you have to use something massive. Brother's chainsaw with me. Now, how many of you are excited about using the chainsaw in your life today? Not a lot. No, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, the longer you wait, I'm just, I'm telling you, the more painful it's going to be. Listen, it's painful to cut something that you've held on to for so long. And the longer you wait, I mean, the bigger tools that you're going to need. And it's a fact of life. We see this in nature. We see it in the example that Jesus gives us. And we have to decide, you know what, am I going to trim those things early? Or am I going to wait? Am I going to have to get the chainsaw out of the closet, everybody? Am I going to have to get the chainsaw out and trim some things in my life? And I just want, want you to acknowledge that today. 
Because some of us today, we have a pretty big decision to make. We have a decision. We have some things that are really small. We've got some little bitty sucker vines in in our life. And if we would just take care of them now, yeah, it's going to be a little painful. But man, it's not going to hurt near as bad as when it grows up and when we've really got to take care of it. Some of you, you're sitting on some things right now that you know needs to be pruned in your life. But it's hard for you to think about it. Some of you, maybe it's an alcohol addiction. Maybe it's some type of drug addiction. And it's growing. And you know it is. And you know if you don't prune it out of your life today, there's going to be some issues. There's going to be some things happen in your life. Maybe it's a little bit deeper than that. Some of you, you're in a job right now. And you know, even though you have a job, you know that job is not good for you. You know that job is taking time away from your family. You know it's taking time away from the the vital relationships that you have in your life. And what do you do? What do you do when it's that? I'm just telling you that if you let it grow more and more and more, I would watch it. I know it might be painful to take care of it right now, but it's going to be the easiest. (laughs) Because if you let it grow, I don't want to imagine the things that can happen in your future. And you might really need to start thinking hard and long about what is going on in your life. And some of you, I, 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 want, I want you to acknowledge this, that for some of us, the decision to cut something out of our life, it's been made for us. It's already been made. It wasn't us. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you've gone through some type of divorce. And, and it, the decision was made for you. And it's so deep. Some of you, your, your job was just removed or they, they went on without you. They just, they left you. And I just want to speak into your life today and say, maybe, just maybe, on the other side of that pruning is the greatest growth that you could ever experience. Maybe God just pruned that out of your life and just said, you know what? It, it, it's time for you to start a new direction. It's time to take a new path. And I really think that it's possible if we would just embrace this idea of pruning that takes place in our life. You say, well, Pastor Noel, what else is it? Maybe for you, it's a relationship. Can I tell you one of the hardest things in your life to prune is a relationship, a friendship. Maybe you're dating someone that's not good for you. They're pulling you away from God. And you're just not sure if you've got the courage to move past it. Maybe it's a friend that's doing that same thing and you just don't know what you're going to do without them. But I'm telling you, on the other side of pruning can be the greatest growth that you've ever seen. If you have the courage to prune, if you have the courage to embrace the pain, I'm telling you, it could be a lot of things. It could be a hobby. It could be a habit. It could be an addiction. For some of you leaders in this room, maybe it's a person that you just know you need to let go. Like you just need to move on. You need to prune those people in your life. I'm just telling you, the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be the more painful the cut is going to be. But I just want to end service with this. I just want you to remember that every branch, even if it does bear fruit, even if it still looks good in your life, sometimes God still prunes it so that you will be even more fruitful. Church, you've just got to understand, you've got to trust that on the other side of pruning, there's more fruit. And yeah, the tree might look bare right now and you might be asking a lot of questions like, why did you, God, why did you destroy my life? I promise you on the other side of that pruning, 
there's fruit. And I think it's, I think it's hard sometimes to remember that. In fact, I just gave you this, this last point here. I think it's hard to remember that pruning is having less right now so we can produce more later. That's a difficult principle to understand. It's a difficult principle to go through. But I promise you, sometimes God can prune some things in your life. And it may look like you've got less right now. But it's so that he can do something greater in your life later. So I want to summarize this message. I want to show you the three principles as we leave this morning. Pruning isn't punishment. Also, don't forget that pruning isn't just about removing the bad. It's also about removing the good that's keeping you from what's best. And finally, the hardest one, in my opinion, is this, is that the longer you wait to trim it, the bigger and more painful the cut will be. So I'm just asking you this morning, what is it? What do you need to prune in your life? What do you need to choose the pain now so that you can have more fruit later? In fact, I started the message by telling you about the dentist, my wisdom teeth, Y'all want to know what decision I made? As your pastor, I made a horrible decision, everybody. I said, you know what? I know I don't have time. I'm a busy high school student. My life is very important right now. I'm not gonna take a week and I got way too much going on. I decided that I would choose the pain later. And can I tell you, I have reaped that pain tenfold because every wisdom tooth that I've gotten taken out has been by the claw, everybody. (laughs) I mean, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And I'm telling you, it has been a lot more painful than what that going to sleep and that laughing gas and and having a bruise on your cheek for the week. You know, I'm telling you that it was a lot more painful. If I could go back, I choose the pain now (laughs) because I'm telling you the pain later sucks and it hurts. And my guess is that some of you have made that same decision too. You say, I'm not going to take care of this now. I'm not going to have that difficult conversation today. Let's just wait till tomorrow. I'll wait till the next day. I I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this right now. And now that thing has grown and it's grown and it's grown. (laughs) And some of you are going to have to take the chainsaw to it. But I'm telling you, if you have the opportunity today, get rid of it while it's small. (laughs) Get rid of it while you can take care of it with the shears. Because if you don't do it now, you're going to deal with the pain down the road. So I'm just asking you, do you have the courage to choose it now? Because remember, last slide, growing requires pruning. And so I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray that you would just embrace this idea. And some of you, I, I just pray that I'm just, let me just pray for you right now. Father, we thank you for this principle. Lord, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus to give us a great idea of what pruning looks like in our life. And so Father, today we lift up those situations in our life that need prune. In fact, church, right where you are, would you just think about something right now? Would you think about that thing? We all have them. God, I I could do without this. 
God, I need to get rid of this dead branch in my life. Would you just ask him that right now? Would you just speak to him? Lord, remove this dead branch. Would you just speak to him right now and say, God, I know that this thing is good, but it's keeping me from great. So God, would you, would you just begin to prune that out of my life? And so Father, today, with every person in this room, would we embrace your principle? We embrace the principle of pruning. And that, Lord, even though it looks good right now, Lord, we're going to decide to give up the good so that we can pursue the great. And so, Father, today, we will not let anything hold us back. We're not going to let any issue, any, any social media or TV or influence or whatever it is, Lord, we're not going to let them hold us back from what you have for us in our life. God, we're not going to let our dreams, our desires, our passions, we're not going to let them hold us back from what you have in our life. And so Father, today, I just ask that you would just begin to prune every thought that is not your thought, Lord. Lord, every earthly thought that we have, would you just prune it out of our life? Lord, would you just make us holy? Lord, make us new. Father, our desire today, as we sang earlier, is, Lord, would you, would you just give your fresh wind? Would you just pour your Holy Spirit into our lives? Lord, help us to prune those things that keep us back from you. We love you. We thank you for it today. With your heads bowed, eyes closed, if you're in this room, and you say, I, I, I've never done anything like this. I've never, I've never given my life to Jesus. Can I tell you, in order to prune, you're going to need a gardener. <laughs> and that gardener, as we read in the story, is God. God sent his only son, Jesus, to be the vine that you need to be connected to. He sent his son to die on a cross for you, to save you from your sins. I'm telling you today, in order for you to move forward, in order for you to embrace this principle, you need to know who Jesus is. And we give you, every Sunday, we give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. And so I'm going to give you that opportunity today. If that's you in this room, would you just pray a simple prayer with us? In fact, if you repeat this after me and you mean it in your heart, that same God will live inside of you. We're going to give you that opportunity right now. Church, because we all believe it, would you pray this after me? Would you just say this? Say, dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus to die on a cross for me. But I believe that you raised him from the dead. Jesus, I make you my Lord. I give you my life. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. And thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen, amen, amen. Would you give it up for all the people who prayed that prayer this morning? Thank you for listening to The Real Church Podcast. If you would like to partner with us financially or you live in the Southern Illinois area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out realchurch.net.